A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I some drama me hide that cocaine never in my nose just so you know i'm in an open relationship below deck below me what deckhead hi i'm anna and you are i'm nick turner host of deckheads on iHeartRadio podcast what you're so manly. The fuck is his character, dog? It's I ain't going back to jail. <laughs> what the fuck, fool? I ain't going back to jail. Why would you go back to jail, you weirdo? Oh, they're all they're getting people for anything these days, dog. Uh oh, are you Mr. Cancel Culture? No, you are. Let me guess you're best friends with Brian Callen. Maybe. You are. Maybe you are. I've never met him. Yeah, well, you. What? Your best friends. Did you short circuit? <laughs> and, yeah. The fuck is going on? Are you okay? Did I say too much about like men in comedy and now you can't handle it anymore? Did you say anything about men in comedy? Yeah, like Brian Callen, Chris D'Elia, all problematic men that you're good friends with. I don't, I don't think that's true. You're not friends with them? Uh, no, I don't believe I've ever had a conversation with either one of them. You've never met either? I'm not saying I haven't met them. Oh, I'm I haven't had a- that's right. I've been undercover this whole time to get you to admit that you have interacted with these bad Ah, <laughs> uh, but you met me. Oh no! <laughs> My career is over. I've done too many podcast episodes with you. Your career in stand-up comedy is over. Damn, that's like not good for me. No, you're fucked. Well. Guys, thanks so much for listening. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Guys. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Let's uh, stop dilly-dallying around Dally Town. I'm sorry. Who the fuck are you calling Dolly Town? Uh, I said Dally Town. Wait, what's the like Dolly Parton? Dollywood. Dollywood. There we go. So we're in Dolly Land, not to be confused with Dollywood. Dollyland. What about it? Dollyland. 
Well, what about it? No, because you said Dolly. What you know, about this it? Doesn't fucking matter. I don't even care. What are you talking about? Please, no. don't even tell me. Okay. Deal. Hey guys, we are talking Below Deck season seven, episode nine. <sighs> wow, what a time to be alive! Would you agree? This is one of the times to be alive. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Oh, so you agree? I couldn't agree. So you think you're more. cute? Do I think I'm cute? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're the only one who keeps saying it. So you agree you think you're cute? Uh, I guess if I were to believe you, then I'm cute. Wow. That's problematic. Everything is problematic to you. <laughs> is there fun. anything that's not problematic? Nothing. I think we all exist on a problematic scale. One to problematic. And yourself? Uh... That's going to be a problem for me. Exactly, Queen. See, you're getting it. All right, guys. So we continue with Rylai. I refuse to spell her name with the correct spelling in my notes. You know, it's like R-H-Y-L-E. Oh, it sucks for sure. And I just write Riley, R-I-L-E-Y. I'm like, I'm not doing this. There's no way around this not sucking. It's just like no thoughts. On your name. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just not going to spell your name in this confusing manner. Aren't you from Alaska? You can't have that much culture. Um, she can't have any. She's Sarah Palin. She's she Sarah She sees Palin. Russia from her house. She can see Russia from her house, except for her dad shot Russia because he's like, why are you in my view of my land, sir? He shot Russia because the the land was he could see it, so he yes. shot the land. Oh God, you idiot! Anyway, so we continue with Riley and Ashton fighting and then walking away from each other. And Kate is the voice of reason and points out how shitty Kevin is as well, and that Riley finally called him out. And it's a relief to see Riley fighting with Kevin, and she's glad that Riley's taken on all his bullshit for once. And Kate says that Kevin thinks he's Gordon Ramsay, but even Gordon Ramsay is more pleasant to be around than Kevin. I agree. You have never hung out with anyone famous. What? You don't know that? <sighs> You've never done it. That's rude. Never. You've seen famous people at work, but you don't hang out with them. How do you know? I don't. I was expecting you to call my bluff way before now. Oh. Well. I well. would be very surprised if you had not hung out with a famous person. Okay. <laughs> it's That's LA. hard to do. It's L.A. It's like considering your job and location. There's always like one friend in the friend group who is like absurdly famous and no one acknowledges. I have one of those. I won't That's tell you funny. who it is on air, but you just have to ignore like the fact that they're like have like 18 million followers on Instagram or something. Uh -huh. You just have to ignore it. <laughs> you just have to be like, mm, you know, <laughs> Oh, and yeah, yeah. so-and-so, uh, yeah, and they're, they're in television. It is funny when you get tagged in a photo, and then uh, there are like a thousand people commenting on it. And That's you're like, the worst. Uh, oh, this isn't um, for me. That's the absolute <laughs> worst feeling. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Who are we? It's more like because like I, you know, I consider myself a private person. AKA you not do? famous at all, like a fucking loser. You consider so, yourself a private person who goes on podcast after podcast <laughs> and vomits out of her butt. Yes, but uh, by private person, I mean that my Instagram is private. So technically I am a private person and you know people people's existence is based on their Instagram. So don't act like all of a sudden we don't have to acknowledge the Insta social media rankings here. But anyway, my Instagram is private, so I'm technically a private person. But every once in a while... That doesn't stop anyone from looking at your photos. How would they look at my photos if it's private? They would follow you. But I don't let people I don't know follow me. You don't? No. How many followers do you have? Uh, total, like, 700. But I've basically met almost every single person in person... At and some then point. celebrities you follow. 
Yes. I mean, yeah. celebrities, any celebrities following you? Come on, let's get the whole list. JK, uh, let's get know. into the show. I don't know if anyone famous follows me. I mean, I guess except for like my friends, but uh, who are not that famous. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So um, they uh, they head to the club after the dinner fight to drink too much. And Kate tells Riley that she has her back and that Kevin sucks. And Riley says this is the last place she wants to be hanging out with these assholes right now. And she's, Riley says she was hoping coming to Thailand would be a fresh start. But there is obviously a bias on board. Uh, and then we I had to take a video of this because it's so fucking funny to me. Like, so fucking funny to me. Well, basically, as Riley's saying there's a clear bias, we see Kevin basically screaming so obnoxiously about nothing. And then in that moment, they like, uh, you know, shift the camera to look at Riley. And she basically has like a look at camera moment of like, are you fucking kidding me? While Kevin is being so obnoxious and it's hilarious. And I'll post it on our Instagram so you guys can see the moment where um, this happens. I sent it to you as well, Nick. Did you watch it? Um, yeah. Um, it was so good. You send me the best stuff, and I always uh, read it. Uh, thank you, you. Hey, Anna, can I tell you a reality show phrase that sounded crazy once reality shows started doing that, but... Now I think we all do it. And that's just referring to it collectively as social media. I remember like when 90 Day Fiance would be like, what you said about me on social media? And it's like, say Twitter, say Instagram, whatever it is. As a society, we were not referring to it as social media. That was clunky. But I think we do now because those shows normalized it. Yeah. Because they couldn't talk about brands. Websites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, because they had advertising considerations. Interesting. They have to be like, and you talk to me about Instagram copyright. (laughs) Yes. You talk to me about Instagram, although WhatsApp is still a great company. (laughs) Yeah. So in other news at the club, Tanner is so wasted and so sweaty and he's like falling over and like smoking a cigarette. And then he goes into the bathroom and vomits. And did you hear him say Jiminy Cricket in the toilet? I heard him say Jiminy Cricket over 100 times. Okay. <laughs> You're listening now. You get it. Says- I, when, after after the two episodes ago, I sat down to watch the show. And it was in the first minute he said Jiminy Cricket. I- so now that you're and paying then attention. he said Jiminy Cricket while he was vomiting, it blew me away. Jiminy, whoa! <laughs> oh my god! I'm I, glad. I howled. I'm glad you finally have heard a Jiminy Cricket because I have been yeah. hearing them since day one. Yeah, of season well, seven. You can't unhear it, and it's all I hear. I can't believe you just started here. Like it's- when people re- people refer to Tanner, how, why do I not get how attractive he is? Why is Simone all about it? Why was that charter guest all about it? Why was Asia all about it? I don't get it. I honestly don't get it either. He mostly just looks like any other bro to me. Yeah. Similar to yourself. Thank you. <laughs> That's very You're nice. Great. You think You're I have a, a shot? Do you man. think I have a shot with Asia? Uh yeah, I'm sure. More you importantly, could. do you think Lyra and I have a shot with Asia? Yeah, probably. Really? Yeah. And now we're kind of in the below deck universe with this podcast. Ah, debatable. Well, I mean, when people are hearing this in the year 2028. Sure, yes. By then, hopefully, we may have broken through. We may have met Colin. That's my hope. In eight years, we've met at least Colin. Okay. And, And eight years from now, we're still doing it. Could you imagine? Oh, that's miserable. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if eight years from now we were still doing it every day? Somehow they just really ramped up production 
And uh, it was back to a daily job. But we were getting paid millions. If I was being paid millions, sure, I would do this bullshit four times a day. But like, that's not true at all. Because soon I would start to understand yes, my worth. Soon I would start to understand my worth and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, your worth is way less than a million dollars. <laughs> that's not true in eight years. Uh, millions a year? Inflation, baby. You think somehow in eight years you're going to be looking at millions a year <laughs> and thinking, I should be making more than this. Yeah. Or I should be doing less work for more money. Well, you absolutely lost your damn mind. You don't say. Okay, let's move forward. Um, yes, Tanner is wasted saying Jiminy Cricket and vomiting in the bathroom. And then he says, usually this is where he clocks out. But anyway, I think by that he means he like blacks out. But he keeps drinking and dance. I don't know if he's drinking, but he's definitely dancing and acting silly, silly, silly. And then he tells Simone, he's like, I really want to hook up with you right now. Or something like that. He's like, I really badly want to hook up with you. And she's like, okay. I'm like, what? I'd be like, sir, you are yelling and spitting in my face. But to her, that means let's just go sit on this table and make out really awkwardly. Um, And it's gross because he was just vomiting. Mm, Yeah, that's uh, we're going to need a scene of him brushing his teeth. I'm (laughs) sorry. We're going to need a two to three minute scene. He's got to be flossing. Yeah. Mouthwash, anything and everything to get. He's got to be blowing it in other people's faces to get approval. God, that was a mess. Uh, and Courtney's really grossed Simone. out by their PDA. And she says that PDA. She has a PhD. Be- Simone does? Yes. No, she doesn't. Does she? Yes. In mathematics. I don't think she said that. I think she did. Okay. Well, Courtney says PDA should only be a handhold or a peck on the lips, but that is it. Nothing else. Not like these two fools sucking each other's vomit faces down. But anyway, they head back to the boat and Kevin is destroying public property and Ashton has to keep being like, Kevin, stop destroying property. That was a really funny moment. Stop destroying public property. It's a funny thing to yell at someone. Um, and everyone is wasted. And everyone, it looked like everyone was Okay, she out. doesn't have a PhD. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. She has a degree in mathematics. Okay, but, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. But then she can speak multiple languages. That's Yeah, it, it all sounded more impressive, I think, jumbled up together. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure she has a PhD. <laughs> um, I think uh, there's not a language she doesn't speak. She invented French. And she invented French. She's got quite a set of chompers on her. What did you say? I <laughs> said she's got a set of chompers. What does that have to do with anything? No, I'm just looking at her picture. It's chomperific. And I love it. You're a monster, you know that? You can say things are, you know? I call out people with big teeth. That's what I do. That's who I am. You even called That's- out Kevin's big ass teeth. I, oh my God! Well, I'm, I haven't made it that far down his face yet. No, I'm still yeah. hung up on top. <laughs> that fucking rat's nest is like super confusing. It's like a bird's nest where the bird died halfway through construction. Hmm. Okay. Um, he probably cooked it. Yeah. So. This is the first time I've seen, like, everyone passed out in the cab. You notice that, like, everyone was, like, passed out in the cab on the way back? Even Kevin. Well, Kevin's always passed out. he thought he was better than anybody else. Kevin's always passed out in the cab. Oh. But anyway, yeah, he is dead weight and needs to be dragged to bed. And then in bed, he's mumbling Riley's name. How funny was that? Um, like, what does that mean? It just means that he's still arguing or is he guess. fully turned to l- in love with her? Hard to say, but I thought it was funny. Would you say that there's a likelihood he's going to climb that mountain? Maybe. He seems like the type of person who would like be a bitch to a woman and then actually like be in love with her. Well, he puts the wheels in motion soon enough. Hmm. By just apologizing to her the next day. We haven't gotten there. 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, I guess she's pregnant now. Yeah, she's pregnant with um, a big salmon in Alaska. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I love that for her. It's one of the first uh, human fish babies. Fish babies. After the actor DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, I don't know. Not familiar. But, all right. So, yeah. And then, like, Courtney goes in to tell uh, Brian everything that happened. And then she gets in bed with him. Oh, my God. They get in bed together. And then Simone says her hooking up with Tanner is concerning because she isn't sure what she's getting herself into. And then he's like, you want to go to bed? And she's like, only if you want to sleep, because I'm very stern. And I guess he's okay with that. And then everyone goes to bed. And it's the next day. Yo, is that not pimp? That Brian has set it up to the point where he doesn't even have to go out. He can just take a nap, wake up, and then he's, you know, hooking up with hot, drunk chicks. I don't know if they're hooking up as much as just, like, cuddling. Courtney Dog, seems... they hooked up. They kissing. They smashing. Get over it. We've seen okay, it. Okay, okay. Relax. No, it's happening. I'm sick of you denying their love. Okay. I'm not denying it. I'm just saying she seems very strict, but okay. Um. Anyway, Tanner is surprised in the morning when he wakes up next to Simone and says, Jiminy Cricket again. But uh, he says it was bound to happen because of the sexual tension between them. And Kate says the alcohol is a lot stronger in Thailand. And Courtney asks if she still has a job. And then Court, uh, Captain Lee, I was going to say Courtney Lee. Captain Lee makes fun of Simone responding too quickly when he's like, how are you doing? And she's like, I slept well. And he's like, okay, okay, I get it. Party time. <laughs> he didn't even, he doesn't know the half of it. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine 
And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Do you think we'll ever meet Captain Lee? <laughs> what, bitch? You heard me. Me? Oh, you mean in person. I thought you meant on the show. I was like, we see him every day. Um, No. If we're lucky, we never meet Captain Lee. Oh, God, I don't want to. I don't think we should ever be face to face. Why would with I Captain want to do Lee? that? I don't want to meet anyone on this show except for Asia. I don't think it's safe for us to meet Captain Lee. No, because, yeah, he's got that grandpa strength. It's just, it wouldn't be a, we wouldn't, it's just not a good idea. If you choke out enough Nazis, you have strength until the day you die. Do you think he was in the military? Captain Lee? Yeah. I don't know, because he says. He's got that military discipline. But he says he never saw a bottle of water, or a bottle of water. He never saw a body of water until he was like in his 30s. The hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Remember, uh, I don't know, a few seasons back, who knows? He, some women were like, and and have you been yachting your whole life? And he's like, I actually didn't see a body of water until I was in my like 33 or something like oh, that. And they were like, body. oh my I thought, God. But he's I from you said Michigan. A bottle. I did it first and I corrected myself. He's from Michigan though. So I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. Hey, do you want to hear 10 things you didn't know about Captain Lee Rosebach's life on the high seas? Rosbach? Sure. Okay. Number one, we've been calling him by the wrong name. Oh, no. A commercial started playing. (laughs) My God, that was so distracting. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, my God. I almost peed. We've been calling him by the wrong name so you almost peed? this whole time. Oh. His full name is Harold Lee Rossback. Okay. So his his name is Lee. Oh, okay. You know, because Lyra's, that's her middle name. You're telling me that's not her name? Right? What? No. He's a Michigander. Yeah, I said that. He's from Michigan. Yeah, he's from Michigan. He found his first mate for life, his lovely bride. Is this 10 things you... Didn't know, because we knew. (laughs) Captain Lee used to be a restaurateur. Did you know that? Nope. He owned and operated several restaurants in Indiana, Georgia, Florida, and eventually Turks and Caicos. You can still tell that Captain Lee is a foodie just by looking at his Instagram profile, which is filled with pics of yummy-looking cakes and steaks. He almost missed the boat to become a yachty. Hmm. He was 35 when he decided to take the plunge. 35. Became a deckhand, I assume. Captain Lee got seasick during his first time on a yacht. Yachting runs in the Rossback family. Uh, his son, Sean, is currently a chef on a private yacht. Mm. All right. He has a big heart. This Wow. This is a Bravo article, by the way. You don't say. And it says, oh, he's a doppelganger for Sean Connery. My God, what a fucking article this is. He's a doppelganger for Sean Connery. Okay. That's what it says. It's got his picture next to Sean Connery. It's like, you can't tell who's who. Uh, Well, one person um, doesn't only have hair on the front part of their face. One person has uh, more of an even. And Sean Connery famously doesn't steal tips. All right, that's it. Hmm. This is the article sucked, and you should not have let me read it. Yes. Thank you, Nick. This was... No, it was bad. It was everything we already knew. That's the thing. That was really bad. Yeah, it was a waste of time, and I'm sorry about that. I blame you. Oh, okay. I guess moving on. Okay. So Ashton checks in on Brian and his knee is still fucked up, and he's freaked out that he may lose his, his job or worse, his knee or his leg. And Ashton says she knows fighting with Ashton and Kevin last night wasn't a good idea. And she says her temper comes from her father and he would walk out the door with a firearm in hand whenever the FedEx truck shows up at Christmas because he wants to know what the fuck you're doing on his property. See, that's where that Alaska joke came earlier. Mm -hmm. But she says she's going to try her best to not rock the boat. 
Uh, and Tanner tells Ashton he didn't remember anything about his hookup with Simone other than waking up next to her. And then Riley pops up and asks what she should be doing from Ashton. And it's like really awkward for a second because Tanner and Ashton were literally just talking shit about Riley and ignoring how much Kevin sucks as well. And then Ashton says he doesn't like Riley and thinks she has a bad attitude. And then Ashton calls Riley up to talk to her and she thinks that she will be reprimanded because, of course, he blames everything on her. But then he apologizes and and tells her to try and be more chill when dealing with her anger and she apologizes, but we'll see how things go. All right, it's the next charter meeting with Captain Lee, Ashton, and Kate. And Kevin. A half a dozen ladies are coming. Uh, were you able to get their likes and dizzy likes? Yeah, I got some shit. You want to hear it? No. All right, I won't tell you. Lynn Schuster. All right. Mm-hmm. Lynn and her fabulous friends are all moms, and they cannot wait for a much-needed girls' trip. They often take time to meet all over the U.S. to have girls' weekends and jumped at the chance to go on an international trip to Thailand together and live it up on a mega yacht. Lynn met most of these ladies through a mom's group, and they all clicked instantly. Every one, not a one of them's left out. She and Wendy are both nurse practitioners, so you know how they can afford it. And they work very demanding schedules, so this vacation will be a breath of fresh air. Meredith is a stay-at-home mom who recently finished nursing school. She has a little time off before she starts working again, so she is beyond excited to go away with all of her good friends. Tanya works in pharmaceuticals as an injectable rep for MERS Aesthetics. Also coming along is Kelly. She's the COO of Colletier Capital Group. Don't worry about her. She's a fucking bitch. She thinks she rules the world. She is a real job. Jen used to be a Wendy's neighbor. What? Wendy's neighbor, I see. Not a neighbor to the restaurant. And she turns her own lash company, runs her own lash company. She's going through a divorce, needs a vacation more than anyone. While they are all sophisticated, hardworking moms, they love to let loose. And they are beyond excited... To leave their responsibilities behind. There are many responsibilities as a nurse practitioner. Bottomless drinking, dancing in bikinis, and acting like they are teenagers all over again. They're major foodies. Love that. Yeah, I love that too for them. And uh, it looks like they have all their... There's a whole other page for this lady's likes and dislikes. Anyway, she dislikes olives, beets, liver, and mint. Mm. It's fine. Mm. Yummy, yummy in my bummy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're foodies. They love Asian Italian food, blah, blah, blah. They want a white themed party and lunch on the beach. Kate thinks that they're going to be chill because one of the guests they've had on before and she was like really low key. She was very relaxed. She came with Steve, MexicoMansions.com. Steve. Mm -hmm. How could I forget? MexicoMansions.com. Uh, I don't know. I've uh, been uh, Steve. I've been there on three vacations during Quar because they have the most lenient mask policies in all of Mexico. So me and the family like to go down there, rip the masks off, and just be free. You know, free Americans in Mexico. Hmm. It's a lot to take in. Maybe you shouldn't repeat that information ever again. So Kate tells Ashton that she blames both Kevin and Riley for last night's blow up, but blames Kevin more because he's a higher rank and shouldn't be welcoming a crew member in like that. And Kevin calls Riley to speak to her about the night before his fight. And he apologizes and says he's a shit drinker sometimes and likes to push people and wasn't ready for how hard Riley pushed back. Uh, And he was like, yeah, I should have red hair, too. And she's like, yep. And then she appreciates it and tells him that she holds no grudges. And we shall see if they fuck. So uh, Tanner asked Simone for a sleepover that night. And then they make out in the galley. So I guess they're like a thing. And it looks like Brian and Courtney share a bed again. And then Tanner joins Simone and appears to go down on her. She's like, ah, ah. She basically sounds like she's uh, enjoying herself. Yeah, you couldn't really tell. Like, if I had seen that without 
you know, the show telling me he went down on her, I wouldn't have known what they were doing. Yeah, I guess. And I've seen all types of pillow sex because I went to college for 14 years. They made a movie about it. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the next day. Nick is secretly Burt Kreischer. Oh, my God. You're right. Secret's out. Secret's out. Ah, so Simone says she woke up happy and warm inside, of course, because she came. And the deck crew starts getting the boat ready and Brian is still down. And Captain Lee joins Brian and he says that he's going to send Brian to the hospital to get him checked out and get meds in him because it's been three days and they should be seeing some results in his knee by now. But if he can't do this job, they need to get someone who can. We get it. So every time they talk about Brian, they're like, if Brian can't complete the task... Then we'll get a task rabbit to do it. So uh, Riley's asking how things are going with Simone and Tanner. And Simone says she likes to take her time when it comes to sex. Then they send Brian to the hospital to be checked out. And he says he's very scared and not sure what's about to happen. And it's like, bye, bitch. And then the guests are arriving. And Kate says she has a good feeling about them, but that makes her nervous. And then Kate gives them a tour of the boat. And we learn that they brought their own flotation devices. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> They're so crazy. I don't know. Is that weird? Mm. I mean, I guess it's weird because we know. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you have something specific you like. It's funny. You got it as a gag. You want to give it to your friend. You want to ride around in the in the the uh, the. You want to ride around on an inflatable alligator because you have this thing with your kid where if you go anywhere, you take the inflatable alligator and you take a picture with it. It's like a you know a flat a flat time. Time is a whatever. flat circle. No. Anyway. There could be reasons. You don't know everyone's story. You don't jump to conclusions. Wow, thank you. You have to be patient. Zen, like me. Thank you for that really, like, interesting thing you just did. Whatever. (laughs) Simone cuts all the limes and lemons really poorly. And Kate is like, what the fuck is this? And then she says she's like Helen Keller cutting limes and lemons. And I'm like, ooh, Kate, shady. And Tanner tells Ashton that he went down on Simone last night, but he only got a 12-second hand job in return. And he has a blue balls up the yin-yang right now. And Ashton says, maybe Kate is right and Simone isn't so great at service. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Maybe Kate is... Uh, oh, you do have something on your nose. Is that what you wanted me to no, say? No, I was trying to get you to res- acknowledge the joke Ashton made. Oh, I didn't acknowledge it. I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, Tanner told... I'm sorry. I was preparing a boat fact. Tanner told Ashton that he went down on Simone and then he only got a 12-second hand job in return and that he has blue balls up the yin-yang. And then Ashton said that maybe Kate is right and Simone isn't so great at service. Because he's got blue balls? Because uh, he only gave it... Oh, my. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's move on. Ashton makes... Tanner tell Riley that he went down on Simone last night. And she's like, why would you tell me that? And then he was, she's like, wait, she didn't say that. That little sneaky sneak. Uh, yeah. Well, you've made, you've made it quite clear that you have checked out of this podcast. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. All this right, Boat Facts no, with Nikki T. No, we're not there yet, you dumb bitch. So um, the deck crew's getting all the water toys out before the lunch beach picnic, and Kevin is trying to come come up with a dinner for the white party and he says he appreciates Courtney because she has a palate and go, at least goes to nice restaurants with mommy and daddy. Well, it's true. Um, yeah, no, I like the dig. I'm. You have to add that. You have to add that she deserves nothing. She's earned nothing and she's worth as much as anybody else. Hmm. That was uh, deeply unnecessary. So we learned that Brian had to... <laughs> We learned Brian had to have his knee cut open so they could take out all the infected tissue. And so now he has a he has a hole in his leg and he thinks it's it's actually going to be better because it already feels better. But he says he can't get it wet or pick up anything heavy. And Captain Lee says they'll ease him into it so he doesn't relapse. But if he isn't it better in a few days, it will be bad. They'll have to get a yeah, new guy. Yeah, you're off the boat. So stupid. We get it. Brian is not leaving. So, and we're not even going to take you to the airport like the red-haired girl. You're just off the boat. Yeah, you're just, you're dead. You're dead to me. So um, Kate finds a cave on the beach to have the picnic in because it's so hot out. So they don't want him directly in the sun. And then Brian comes back with his busted knee, but he's at least able to walk on it now. So he can get back to work. And Kevin is making sushi for lunch because he says it's fresh and easy and will line their stomachs for all the ladies' cocktails they're drinking. Rice them up. Yep. And Kate says she prefers having Courtney on service because she's just better at it. And Simone isn't very great at service. Uh, And she's better in the laundry room. And there's a bunch of jellyfish everywhere in the water. And one woman's like, who's going to pee on me if I get stung? And everyone's like, Tanner. (laughs) And Tanner's like, what? Uh, He's like, Jiminy Cricket. What you talking about? I'm subtly handsome. So do you or do you not think he's handsome? I don't get it. What do you mean? I think he looks like Gomer Pyle. Okay, so you don't think he's handsome. No, but everyone reacts to him like he is a freaking Greek goddess. Yeah, well, so the deck crew and Kate head out to the beach to set up the picnic in the cave. And there's like bats in the cave. And then they hang up a disco ball next to the bats. It was so casual how okay they were with bats like freaking out that a disco ball was coming near them. I was like, what if the bats attack you? Oh man, if you've if you're from Australia, dude, you've you're over bats. He's from already. South Africa. Yeah, if you're from South Africa, bro, brew, 
You are over bats, Brew. And Kate's from Florida. Oh my God. If you're from Florida, Brew? where Florida State is, Brew? where these people are from, God, these people I have so aren't many friends that went to State. Florida State. These people aren't from Florida State. That was right. the last charter. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. These people are dental hygienists yeah. that char- somehow charter super yacht. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So, yeah, I guess the bats are cool. <laughs> They're really cool Thai bats. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, bro, if you don't bother us, we won't bother you. Dude, we sleep there in the day. We're your friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like their vibe. They're so chill. <laughs> They're like the chillest dudes I've ever met. They should be the deckhands. I'd rather watch them. <laughs> Just like, well, they don't have. They're not as dexterous. Hmm, okay. Rude. They don't have the same dexterity. Well, they would use their little feet, hand feet. Oh yeah. Don't they? Like, they just grip? do everything upside down. Yeah, they grip. Yeah, that's like, and then the captain will be like, you know, how far am I? And they're like, look, you knew when I got hired that I can't see that way. I'm looking the wrong way, bro. You knew when I got hired, I'm a cave bat. Yeah, somehow you you hired a four you you hire fourteen pound women, and now bats. We all know this is a man's job. Okay, shut the fuck up, what? bat. Shut up, you fucking shitty bat. You're not what? chill anyway. What? You lack chill. No. You're not what? feminine. These bats are chill, but they're not feminists. Oh, my God. I bet some of these bats aren't even sex workers. Well, <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. They give it away for free. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Just doing flybys? Uh, oh no. Okay. Uh, I don't even get it. That's fine. We've <laughs> 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 lost it. <laughs> yeah. So Simone says she's getting annoyed because Kate keeps her in the laundry and Courtney on service, even though technically Simone is the second stew and should be the one on service. The guests went to the beach to have their beach picnic and they're loving it. But now that they're on the beach, the tide is going down and Ashton's concerned because it's going to be hard to get close to them with the tender and get all the supplies off because there's reef there. And like I said, the tide is dropping. And Kevin calls his daughter to connect with her because he says he's been working long hours. Uh, and he says he came into yachting to provide a better life for his daughter. And he says when he was young, his dad wasn't really around and his mom had to work three jobs to raise four kids. And he started making his own money at the age of 12. Uh, and he can't wait to get back to see his daughter, who I guess is coming to visit him in New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. Do you think that that was named after an island uh, that uh, made a lot of news? It's a popular island. Yeah, New Zealand. News Island. Wow. I never thought about that. News Island. But now it seems so obvious. Yeah, News Island. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the deal here? I heard that showed news radio. That's that's what that was about. It was about News Island. Oh, I do love that. Yeah. They reported the news on the radio. All right. What's next? So Ashton brings water shoes for the guests to get them back on the tender because it's so rocky and the tide's going down. So they have to like walk through all the reef to get to the tender. And Captain Lee devises a plan to bring the water bike out with pulling out the kayaks to help transport some more stuff back to the tender and the boat. Uh, And the ladies are all really creeped out walking out to the tender and one guest steps on a sea urchin and gets hurt. And then uh, Kate and Tanner clean up the beach and Ashton brings a guest back to the boat and Riley tows Kate in the, in one of the kayaks back to the boat on the water bike. And I thought that was fun. Did you think that was fun, Nick? I didn't. I thought it was incredibly fun. Oh, what? I said, did you just fun? No, just fun didn't oh, uh, oh, fully oh. grasp how much I was enjoying this. Got it. Yeah. So uh, Captain Lee says sea urchin injuries are actually very common, but the way to like deal with them is you have to dissolve their little barbs if they get stuck in you in vinegar. So they bring a tub of vinegar for the woman who got hurt to put her foot in. Kate lets Kevin know that the guests want to eat inside tonight because it's so hot outside. 
but the dinner table is right next to the galley, so they basically have to work in silence as not to disturb the dinner. And Captain Lee... People eat there all the time. People be eating at that table. No, usually they go All the time. Not usually. I'm just saying that they've done it a lot. It's not crazy. They just haven't done it this season. Yeah, but Kevin is out of control, so... I would also be worried. Yeah. Well, maybe they could make it into a little show like uh, like in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, totally. Do you remember that? Uh, which part? The third season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the through line was Larry and Jeff were investors with four or five other people in, an, in a restaurant. And throughout the season, they were preparing to open this restaurant. And then... They uh, were doing like uh, an open kitchen, you know, so you you know you could see the chef making the food. Mm-hmm. And then the last person they got had Tourette's and would loudly curse. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to fire him, but he had numbers on his arm. So Larry was like, "We can't fire him because he's a survivor this, of the Holocaust." This is wait. Wow. So, well, I guess season three was a while ago. Um, yeah. And then. Um, this is such a classic curb. So, they're about to line. open, and he's talking to the chef, and the chef's all pissed off. He's like, Yeah, I, I missed the lottery by one number. He's like, Yeah. And he looked, and he looks at his arm. He's like, Look at that. This one number. And he wipes it off. <gasps> and then. But it's too late, and everyone comes, and then he uh, he curses, and then to save the day, everyone stops cold and is silent, and then Larry yells, cock shit, motherfucker, bitch, and then everybody starts cursing and having a good old time, and, he's, and he saved the restaurant. Oh, God, love that. And that restaurant is never heard from I again know. in the series. In the most recent season, um, I do actually remember that episode. But in the most recent season, he uh, opens a competing coffee shop next door to another coffee shop. Yes. Pretty funny. Yes. And uh, that's our new (laughs) segment, rehashing old episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Should we just do that? Just switch the show? I mean, there's a market for that. Just literally word for word describing episodes of Curb. Yeah. Um, Maybe act them out, get a script. No. Yeah. Write our own scripts. Whoa. But they're improvised, so like. Yeah. We'll write our own scripts. Yeah, but but for improvisers, so they don't have to be very long. No. So Captain Lee will be joining the guests, uh, and two of the women go into the wheelhouse and catch him changing his shirt and basically start howling at him like, wow. Someone stays in shape. <laughs> the fuck. Also, look, Captain Lee looks fine, but I wouldn't. Know, I don't know if I would lose my mind over his taut muscles. I mean, this dude is a flabbergaster. Yeah, he's got one of them old big grandpa bodies. Uh, how so? I think he just got a dad bod. He's got a granddad bod. Okay. And it's good. Look, look, I I got turned on. You horny for some granddad bod? I'm thinking about it right now. Hmm. I was thinking about getting some barbecue with a side of granddad bod. Eating it off his fucking face. I don't know what to say to that, my friend. There's nothing to say. You trying to eat barbecue off of his, cool his big chest? Yeah. I think that's the whole idea. If you're a fan of the show, that's what you want. Would you have sex with Captain Lee? Ooh, hard no. Why? I just don't have it in me anymore. Well, you don't have it now, but you could have it in you (laughs) if you... No, I don't really want to. Would you? Want. Me? Yeah, you, bitch. Would I have sex with an older man? Yeah. Um, no, but I'm not attracted to men. I'm sorry. And? So you're just closed-minded. And so I don't have sex with them. Oh, you're closed-minded. 
I suppose in that area, absolutely. <laughs> it's closed. Well, you know what I always say? Go fuck yourself. Fuck it. Nick yeah. should have sex with Captain Lee. And then report back to us on the podcast what it was like. Now, if you want this to happen, you need to uh, hashtag Nick. Nick sexes up Captain C-A-P-T. You can abbreviate it. Lee. Okay. And if enough people hashtag that, we will get (laughs) Captain Lee and Nick to have sex okay nick do you understand the what's happening here as long as you understand then we can move forward i've never understood anything less you must have sex with captain lee if enough people <laughs> hashtag Nick have sex with Captain Lee. Was that the whatever you guys can basically tag us and come up with the hashtag yourself because I can't remember what it is. But uh, yeah, this is the worst show (laughs) on Apple podcast. I hope so. So Simone is annoyed that she's on turndowns again because she's on lates and she assumed if she was on lates that she would be doing service. And she says, this is getting ridiculous because she's a mathematician and can speak multiple languages and she should be able to do service. And then she calls her mom to let her know her feelings. And her mom tells her um, not to back down. And Simone's like, I think Kate thinks I'm smarter than her. So uh, she's trying to make me look dumb, but I'm not. And I was like, I don't really think Kate thinks anything other than you're not learning fast enough for her like very intense standards. That, by the way, Kevin doesn't even think she has. There's so no. much disconnect everywhere. I, I don't even know. Kate just doesn't want to work harder than she has to. It's like, great, I will teach you. And I'm teaching you. I just don't need to teach you every day. Because ultimately, this is my job. And I I would be teaching you for free. I also don't have to teach you. I can just put you in the laundry room and never let you out. And everything would be a lot smoother. The fact that you're ever on service is good. Don't think the fact that you're like once not on service, like that's the end of the world. You'll be on the next one. You're just not going to be on every one because you suck. I don't even think she's going to be on anymore. But the guests sit down for dinner and Kate says she she likes having a quiet galley because it's a calmer vibe and the guests are wasted and loving the food and Captain Lee's presence and they're basically like talking his ear off about nonsense Uh, and Simone is confiding in Riley about not being able to learn about service and one of the drunk guests upstairs comes into the galley asking to carry a plate because she needs to do something because she's so bored by the conversation out there and they let her basically carry out Captain Lee's dessert plate And Simone comes upstairs to see what's going on and gets upset because she's like, well, I'm not allowed to do service, yet a guest is. Yeah, that's a dumb thing to have said. So, yeah, the guests guests are wasted and loving the food. The geese? I was just saying, the guests are wasted and loving the food. And I don't even know what they're talking about at this point. But Courtney and Kate are listening to Captain Lee trying to make conversation with these drunk women and they are dying because it's so absurd because Captain Lee's like, how did you uh, go from Chicago to California? And she's like, I followed the Grateful Dead and like I was a hippie. I sold so much stir fry. I was a hippie. I lived in a VW bus. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. And Riley, after dinner downstairs in the crew mess, Riley asks how everything is going to Kate about her stews. And Kate's like, I'm glad I have two people who are working. And then Kate tells Riley that she was expecting Simone to progress in service more, but she hasn't. And her patience is getting less and less with her. And um, Courtney's looking for Simone and they can't find her and they radio her and she's in the bathroom crying. And Kate asks Courtney to check on her. Uh, But she comes out right before. Actually, Courtney's like, I don't want to go check on her. You go check on her. Because Jesus. Fucking monsters. But yeah, Simone walks out like right in time. And uh, basically they're like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. And she goes into the galley to start cleaning. 
And Kate says she doesn't like that she's sulking because she's not good enough at her job to sulk. And her best quality was her good attitude. And then Kate confronts Simone in the galley and Simone explains why she was confused and doesn't understand what's going on. And Kate basically tells her that she's a bad second stew and not good at her job, which I don't agree with. She's really good at ironing. I mean, technically she's not good at being on service, but she's not terrible at her job. And then Kate gets upset learning that Simone has confided in Riley about her issues with her job and scolds her and goes, you made us, the interior, look bad. And Simone's like, well, that's how you feel. She's like, no, that's how it is. And that's where the episode ends. And I'm like, get over yourself, Kate. Like, who cares? Boat fact. Okay, boat facts with Nikki T's. You ever wonder to yourself... You know, we watch this show. It's in different places. Lots of lots of yachts. Lots of big, big yachts, right? Mm-hmm. Will you ever think to yourself, what country has the most big yachts? Like, what's maybe in the top 10? Well, here's what I'm going to okay. do. I'm going to read you 6 through 10. You're not going to let me guess? And then I want you to guess the top five. Oh, okay. Go ahead. After I've read the, the six through ten. Okay. Ten, the Netherlands that has 18 super yachts. Australia, 19 yachts. United Arab Emirates, 22 yachts. Monaco, 41 yachts. Number six, I think you'll all be familiar with this, the Bahamas with 45 yachts. Now, what are the five countries with the most super yachts in this crazy place we call the world? Um, I don't have to get them in order, right? I just have to get the five? No. Okay. Just the five. I'm going to say Italy? You got it. France? Uh, You got it. Croatia? You don't got it. Croatia's not on that list. Surprising. Mm. Um, I have three more. You got it. Uh, Greece? You got it. Okay, two more, two more. Oof. Would the U.S. count because of, like, Hawaii or whatever? You got it. Okay, so one more. Oh, my God. This is tough. This is very tough. Spain? Uh, I'm a, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, congratulations. It's wow. the, the five richest, well, except for Greece. Yeah. Um, Yep, that's it. Uh, number one is uh, the United States. Hmm, how many super yachts we have? With uh, 158. And what's number two? Two is Italy with 130. Oh, no. Sorry. Italy and Spain are tied with 133 yachts each. And then four is France, 118. Five is Greece with 82. Wow. Yeah, we're the best at everything. <laughs> okay, well. We are not the best at stopping coronavirus. That's for fact. Oh, I'll punch you in your maskless face for saying that. Shut up. You should punch me in my mask full face because you don't believe in masks. Right. If you think America's number one, you don't wear a mask. No, America is number one and masks are a lie. Okay, well, nobody believes that. Wearing a mask will more likely give you coronavirus than prevent it. Yeah, I've heard that. That's just a fact. Yeah, I've heard that. So, guys, this was Below Deck Season 7, Episode 9. Thank you so much for listening. Don't wear masks. What a wild ride we were just on. Please remember to wear a mask and social distance. You can uh, follow us at DeckheadsPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at DeckheadsPod at gmail.com. You can uh, follow me at Anna Hosnia. Nick is at Nick's Turner's. You can leave us a five-star review with the boat fact or whatever. Just a nice five-star review. We would love that. I mean, why am I even begging? No one cares about us. And you can, um, oh, find our merch on Tee Public. You guys, we have such great merch. You can go look at our Instagram because people have been buying our merch and sending us photos. So, like, if you buy our merch, send a photo and we will post it and shout you out because we love listeners who support us because we support you back. It's like this never-ending support circle. Oh, my God. All right, guys. I'm depressed. All right. Have a good one. Bye.
Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.